Welcome to Cupify This, the show geared towards understanding why people behave the way they do and what we can do to get our needs met. When our cups are full or filling, we have a strong sense of well-being. When they are emptying, we are driven to choose behaviours to fill them. In this show, we aim to cupify life. We're going to explore big ideas, current events and life in general using the lens of the Phoenix Cups. Welcome back to Cupify This. You're home. I am. I see you had fun while I was away. And now you're back. And I'm still alive, everybody. <laughs> uh, I promise you that um, I'm here of my own free will. <laughs> Just as well. You put that disclaimer in. I did listen to Unfun Mum. <laughs> it could have been worse, I suppose. It could have. That, that was the edited version. I'll release the uncut one day. <laughs> I don't think I'll listen to that one. I'll protect myself. And that was a bit of fun. Actually, it's really nice hearing... The kids talk, which I do when I'm working professionally, I'll call children children. But uh, when I'm talking about my own children, I often say the kids. So forgive me for that. But the kids did actually really talk cups in an impressive way. I was I was impressed by yeah. their ability to do that. Really? We, I, I, I recognise that we always talk cups here. Yeah, yeah, we do. But they they were very good at it. And particularly, they articulated yeah, it well. Yeah, I feel like they mm. did. So that that was great. And I loved that. I loved listening to it. It was a bit of fun. The, the feedback we got on that was fantastic too. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. So now maybe you guys should do podcasts without me more often. Well. That was a good plan. So, <laughs> don't give me ideas. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about Brene Brown a little bit. It initially started from this quote that Sandy found from Brene Brown, and then it sort of led us down a bit of a, a staircase in where we started looking more into some of her work, into a Netflix special, into an interview she did with Russell Brand. Mm. But the initial quote that got us started, though, is this one where she says. Those who have a strong sense of love and belonging have the courage to be imperfect. Yeah, ni- a nice quote that, isn't it? Yeah. And there was a lot that we found we we were interested in cupifying when it comes to some of the themes that are coming out of Brene's research. And this is one of those things. So, And I, I think it, made, it makes a lot of sense. It's a really simple, concise quote uh, around basically if we cupify it, and you probably already are, right, is to have if we've got a great big full, not necessarily big, but if we've got a very, very full connection cup, so which gives us that strong sense of love and belonging, then we have the courage to be imperfect. Whereas if our connection cup is half full, then being imperfect could potentially disconnect us from other people or or cause relationship problems, in which case the the will to feel gets enormous and scary and triggers a stress response and what do you want to say about that? <laughs> yeah, 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 I always try to give Sandy those pauses in case I jump in. So we have our different communication styles. I wait for pauses. And, and I talk over people. <laughs> yeah, so I, if you, you'll often hear long, long parts with me just waiting to say something and then I lose my train of thought and then it comes back to me and I go, what was I going to say? And again? I just wish you'd talk over me because this is my communication style. I, I can't do it. I just can't. <laughs> Chris once tried to. Uh, I was having a conversation with a, a bunch of other colleagues, and and now, it was now a, I've lost my Brene Brown quote. Yeah, good on you. <laughs> Bring it back. You got to think faster. No, so, I do. I think, and I go, got this. This is perfect. I can't wait to insert this into the conversation. <laughs> Conversation's moved, and now I don't know where I am. I'm lost you just in no have man's to land. Say it. Yeah. So, Chris, we recorded this. Uh, it was probably about 
five or six colleagues and we're having this great conversation just on a lunch break at a conference and we're like this conversation is so good let's record it like and and there was about 20 minutes of amazing conversation uh but Chris needed there was a lot of wind and Chris needed to edit it up just a break in one of us not talking for a moment so there was just wind in the background so so what happens is if you want to clear up some audio you you find a piece where it's just that piece of audio so if I had like a split second of just the wind I would have been able to capture that bit of wind and then remove it from the entire audio yeah but because there was six of us with the same communication style all layering over the top of each other having this amazing conversation but there was literally no breath not even half a second of (laughs) silence that I could have just taken the wind out of it so So we couldn't use it and to be fair I didn't know how much wind was happening in nature and how much in the conversation that's dangerous ground (laughs) it was so yeah we we do have different communication styles like that completely we connect differently yeah Um, yeah and sometimes it empties your connection cup when you don't get a word in it well well not so much too and particularly when you're trying to have discussions with people when they just think that if they can elevate their tone and keep the tone going and keep the pace going, you just don't get to get your side of the discussion across. And um, that can be frustrating for myself because, I don't know, I've just, have I grown up in a, a debate <laughs> environment where someone gets two minutes, bell rings and you get two minutes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, but, I, but back to Brene Brown, yeah. I guess. We, we gone off trap, track a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the quote, though, there's a few things I wanted to bring up with that. I'll see if I can reel some <laughs> of that back in. So Sandy was talking about having that... The the full sort of uh, connection cup and then you have the courage to be imperfect but also if you can build that skill to fill within yourself that your love and belonging isn't dependent on being perfect or un- non-perfect because you have that understanding that hey nobody is actually perfect we all sort of present this version of ourselves initially but if you've got that skill to fill and that confidence within yourself then you can have that courage to be imperfect yeah I I- yeah absolutely and you can kind of hold that space and that that I guess they preserve what's in your connection cup by using that skill to fill and also I think it talking about that courage to be imperfect that comes with that courageousness comes when you know you've got something to give if you know you know oh, my connection cup is more than half full for example if we're using this analogy of cups and I've got quite a bit of self-worth and quite a bit of love and quite a bit of belonging there's something in the bank there you know I can afford Afford to lose some without being completely disconnected or without being life-threateningly empty. So that's, I, I think that's where that courageousness comes. And, and something I really want to pick on too is what is considered imperfect anyway. I'm always reminded of the movie Goodwill Hunting and the character is in there talking with his therapist and he's talking about a date he's went on and he says, you know, the therapist presses him. He goes, are you going to see her again? He goes, no, right now she's perfect. And the, the, the therapist then makes the point, well, right now you're perfect too. Maybe you just don't want to show her that you're imperfect. And then he says, well, let's cut this short because I'll tell you the truth. She's not perfect and neither are you. But really, are you perfect for each other? And then he told some humorous stories about what seemed like imperfections that was going on with his partner. But he says, no, that's the really good stuff. That's the stuff that makes them them. It's not mm. imperfect. That is the, that's the gold. I need to watch Goodwill Hunting again. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. I, you watch I really it a lot. love that movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to watch it again. So while we're talking about cupifying some of the research and, and the stuff that Brene Brown is writing about and talking about, which is all really awesome stuff, I encourage you to watch the interview that was between Brene Brown and Russell Brand. And it's called Vulnerability and Power. 
on YouTube. So if you just Google vulnerability and power, Brene Brown and Russell Brand, you'll find an hour and I think maybe 22 minutes of a YouTube video. One of the things that I found, they talked about a few different things more, but one of the things, the biggest things that I got out of the, the whole talk was Brene is a qualitative researcher. So she was looking at data and trying to find some similarities in the data around really compassionate people, including monks and, and other people who were known for their compassionate qualities, right? And they found one variable that, well, they were looking for a variable that was the same between all of them. But something that they found in common between all of them was that they have boundaries of steel, which I, I, she wasn't expecting, obviously, which is really interesting to see her discover that. But also I was quite surprised that that was the thing that they, you know, I was trying to predict it too. What is it that they've come up with? It was boundaries of steel. And, it, and they found that they were very boundaried people. And so we, we sort of paused it at that point, didn't we, to go, well, how do we cupify that? What does that look like in cups? How does a compassionate person be compassionate if we look at boundaries? And I think that the way that oh, I can, a visual is coming to me is a visual coming to you around that. Like, can you? Did you sort of see it like that? I see it visually. What boundaries looks like in cups? As soon as I of steel, I'm just picturing Superman. <laughs> You're just <laughs> heading down the the comics path right now. <laughs> I I immediately imagined that it is a way for us to preserve and protect what's in our cups, uh, and that's what. And, and by boundaries, they found that they went back to these participants and they found that they said things like yes I agree with that that I am one of the statements that she said um, somebody said to her was I do not subject myself to the abuse of others and you know these are very highly highly compassionate people with loads of empathy so by having boundaries you don't lack empathy actually if anything you can have more of it but and this is what I was trying to work out well what is she talking about right with what is boundaries and and, but well really she outlines it as what's okay and what's not okay for me Uh, but one of the things that I I'm envisaging is like if we imagine that we've got this tray of basic human life needs our our cups right we could see them they're visual we're holding them all the time they're various size cups of various levels of full and empty from person to person so uh, now boundaries to me visually looks like or boundaries of steel almost looks like this kind of steel wall or a dome or something you know like it's this real strong you can't actually empty my cups I'm not going to let you do anything that's going to empty my cups it is at the same time it's saying that I have compassion for you I have empathy for you I love you but when it comes to my cups I'm, I'm going to protect and preserve them yeah, that's beautiful. And I think that's exactly what she was trying to get across. I also liked how she mentioned her children and that that she said, well, this is, that's not okay for me and my children as well, you know, her family. Um, and so it's not, it's not an isolating thing. It's not a deeply selfish or personal thing because, you know, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first, right? B- b- to be able to serve other people, to be able to advocate for other people, to be able to, you know, protect your own children and, and raise them and, and, and live in a, in a space that's cut feeling for everybody. So it, this isn't about a person living for themselves and, and not with other people, but this is about saying that's not okay. And, and I'm going to put this boundary around my cups to make sure that you can't you can't abuse anything here and take what's not yours and and I feel 
there's been many times in my life where I can think of times where I've been boundaryless and that has emptied my cups and, and the only person I can blame for that is myself. And then there is times where um, I think particularly maybe over the last five or so years, I've probably gotten better at creating boundaries um, for myself and for my children. And there has been times where I've had to put some really firm and difficult and distressing boundaries up for for the sake of protecting my children. And and there's been times where that's been really, really difficult. And it's it's just been recently where I've seen my daughter, she has done the same and she's needed to do the same and she's needed to make a difficult decision for herself with a close family member by also making ba- her own boundaries really, really clear. And I felt really proud of her there. And I, and I also noticed that so that I'd managed to inadvertently by protecting her and by putting boundaries up for her role model to her about what this looks like for her and I think that's really really important for our children regardless of their age that they that they see what happens when we're boundaryless and that they also see what happens when we put boundaries in place for ourselves and how we can protect and preserve our own basic human life needs and then essentially our own well-being yeah yeah I honestly don't have too much to say because it, was, it seemed, you know, when you see something sometimes and it just seems quite self-evident, it's almost like that. It's just being articulated really, really well for you. And that's what happens when you sort of listen to Brene Brown. And, and I really enjoy that about it. She says something and you go, yeah, yeah, I see that. I completely, I completely understand. Yeah. And she said in there, it's hard to be compassionate toward people who are hurting us. And, and this is where I also found that really interesting that in those times where I have created more boundaries, it, it actually has been easier to be have compassion and empathy for those people yeah it creates space otherwise you're too invested in the situation so if you've got those boundaries up then you can take that step back and look at okay what are they going through because we forget we're all the protagonists in our own stories and one of the things they brought up too is are people inherent not inherently good or bad but are they inherently doing the best they can Mm, i loved that question Mm. Yeah, they, she asked uh, a lot of people, do you believe that people are doing the best they can? And uh, and that, that people are sort of split in that answer. And I was quick to answer yes. You were quick to answer yes because it's a conversation we've had many times over and it's something that I've recorded in one of my videos um, that's used in my training is that you know this parent is doing the best they can with what they've got in a story that I tell. And so it was something that we already kind of knew what our answer would be but – it was also interesting to think about the way that she presents it to people and how people's beliefs, different beliefs in this, can actually be cup-filling or cup-emptying. And she did mention that her husband's answer, and I thought his answer was absolutely beautiful, actually, and I'll, I'll just uh, mention it to you. He said his answer was, I don't know, but I know my life is better when I assume they are. And I thought that was really a great skill to fill is having that empathy and compassion and uh, and knowing that that this is is actually creating a healthier space for me if I believe that they are doing the best they can with what they've got. The other thing that Brene talks about is this idea of big that she created around compassionate people and boundaries and and she said that that means what boundaries so that's the B need to be in place for me to be in my integrity, that's the I, and generous, the G, towards you. So I thought that's a really interesting question to ask yourself when you're trying to determine boundaries. So what boundaries need to be in place for me to be in my integrity and generous towards you? And I thought that's a really nice rule of thumb and succinctly sort of says a lot of things, uh, which was quite lovely as well. And I guess the last thing I want to say is this is certainly a conversation that uh, and, and we don't always have to agree on things to get along. 
And that's a nice place to sit as well. And and there were there was actually some things that Brene said that I didn't agree with, but I still really love her work and I love what she says and I love what she does. Uh, just as a, a disclaimer, that is in the last 10 minutes. She talks about being a choice theory parent, which I thought was very cool and explains why I like a lot of what she says because I have, I've read a lot about choice theory. I've implemented a lot of choice theory in my parenting and my work life as well. So I, I do love that aspect but she just they happened to briefly touch on parenting right at the end because Russell's parenting a two-year-old and uh and she talks about she she actually talks about giving a child time out which I I don't advocate for and and I went whoa Renee stop it stay in your lane <laughs> stop it what are you saying there what's happening but um then this is what is you know this <laughs> that's how I felt when Russell was going on his, his spiritual rants as well I was yeah. like what well, reel it back but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah right because yeah. we we believe in different things there yeah so, exactly but yeah. it doesn't take away from the topical parts that that you, that do matter that you do want to listen in on yeah absolutely that, and that I, you can think differently and think together so yeah if you want to have a say on this feel free to jump on our whatsapp 0733050282 and flick us a message or pop it in a voice chat and we would love to hear from you we'd love to hear your thoughts on our thinking and also your thoughts on the video if you do happen to watch that youtube so that was fun today thanks for joining us again and we are hoping to catch you next week as well great we'll see you then see ya